The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Filato, joined as always by Chris Flum, and we are here today to break down the Giants' last pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, linebacker out of Cincinnati, Darian Beavers. Chris, how you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about Beavers. He's an interesting guy. I'm also, you know, it, it's kind of a weird feeling finally being at the end of our rookie reviews. It is, and uh, we will progress to positional reviews, and we'll be doing a couple other things throughout the summer leading up into training camp, and then it's the 2022 NFL season that I am wildly excited about with the new regime here, Joe Shane, Brian Dable, and I got to say, just looking at the draft before we can see them on the football field, this was a unique draft. It was a specific draft, and there are a lot of players that I believe can have an impact for years to come throughout this draft. Would you agree with that just as a entire review of this 2022 class yeah just overall we we know the giants well we're all pretty sure the giants hit hit a home run with their first pick or the first round picks and then they got a bunch of guys who i like how you termed it specific they knew what they wanted they went into this draft with a plan and they do have a bunch of guys who can play significant roles if they develop well yeah, nothing in the draft is a given. It is a crapshoot every time, every year. But each of these guys has a very specific skill set, and they all have ways in which they could be used. And I think they kind of tell us something about the type of team the Giants want to field. A versatile team. And I would like to know how many players were on the Giants draft board. And all we need now, Chris, is for John Mara to get up there with the sheet and show the draft board to the nation, just like Jerry Jones. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, sure, that would be interesting as hell for our, from our perspective, although I, I'm not sure how much we would want uh, John Mara to be doing things just like Jerry Jones. <laughs> no, we would not want that. But Darian Beavers, let's get into him. So Beavers is unique in the sense that he's pretty big. He's almost 6'4", about a shade under that, 237 pounds. That's what he weighed in at the combine. It looks, to me at least, 
think he probably plays a little bit heavier than that. He has solid length, 32 and 3 eighth inch arms, 80 and 5 eighth inch wingspan with just under 10 inch hands. And he tested very well at the combine. 88th percentile broad jump, 79th percentile three cone, 83rd percentile vertical jump. So those are pretty explosive numbers and agile numbers. And I looked at that and I said, that's pretty unique right there. That's pretty good. But I don't necessarily look at his film and believe that he is this all around athletic linebacker that you want dropping into coverage, not one who's going to flip his hips and carry the number three up the seam, not necessarily as athletic as some of these stats might indicate. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I I think uh, Lance Zerline on NFL.com kind of termed it best. Beavers is a throwback linebacker. He is the type of linebacker. Every team was looking for about 15 years ago, like he would have fit right in with Rolando McLean when he came out. And I think that's the kind of player Beavers should be at the NFL level. I think he should be a downhill player. I don't want to see him dropping into coverage. Uh, I was honestly surprised by his athletic testing numbers. I didn't really see it on tape. Uh, He looked to be kind of stiff and awkward when he was playing in space. But coming downhill, he flies downhill, flies to the ball, you know, really good instincts, really good awareness, and he can play off blockers. He can play off blockers really well, and he's very physical, and I would agree. I think his best nature is coming downhill, and that's in terms of coverage and in terms of what he can do in the box because if he is the the far side linebacker, the backside linebacker on a play – and he has to get all the way towards the sideline or outside the numbers, he might struggle. He doesn't necessarily have that foot speed to to keep up with some of these running backs in the NFL. He doesn't necessarily have that. But if you want him to fill the A gap or fill the B gap and take on a center or a guard, he can really sink his hips, get low. He can stack and shed, but he can also use his shoulders and he carries good pop-on contact to really keep that rushing lane narrow. And I felt like he did a good job shedding in those types of situations. He had this play against Temple where this center had a clear – clear path right up to him to locate him. And Beavers does a good job kind of stepping to the play side. And then it looked like the A gap was open. The center makes contact with Beavers, but Beavers just sheds him effortlessly and makes the tackle right in the hole on the running back. And I was like, okay, that's a very physical play. It's a very demanding type of play. And I can see that skill set of him and that physicality and the competitive toughness translate to the NFL in terms of what he can do between the tackles. Yeah, definitely. He is a he is a downhill player, and I, I think you could even line him up as a part time edge. So if, if I remember correctly, he does have some experience at edge or defensive end. I'm not sure exactly how it was termed, but yeah, he did play outside for Cincinnati on occasion. I believe he also played outside before he uh, transferred to Cincinnati when he was at UConn, and he does have some decent production behind the line of scrimmage at four sacks. I think he had 11, 11 and a half tackles for a loss. So he can penetrate. He can, like you say, stack and shed or just kind of use his pop and his shoulders and kind of upper body flexibility to get around blockers. You know, watching Darian Beavers, it's almost like watching two different players in one. Yes. You see him coming downhill and he, looks like he could have been either a high day three or maybe even a late day two type player. But then you see him in space and you say, okay, I I can see why he slipped. 
Yeah, and that's what it all comes down to is him operating in space. And as a second level defender, you need to operate in space. But you're on to something there. I think a way to use him, one way to use him in terms of passing situations is as an edge rusher. And Cincinnati, the Bearcats used him in that manner. He aligned 85 times this last season as a left outside linebacker and 66 times as a right outside linebacker. And you're also right. He played edge when he was over there at UConn. Now, in total, he aligned 716 snaps in the box. So majority of the time, he was in the box. He was all over from the right to the mic to the left outside linebacker, but he can do some damage on edge. I mean, he had 21 pressures this past season. There were plenty of reps where he was isolated against a tackle, took a, you know, he's not overly explosive. He's not going to win with speed and win high side up the pass rushing arc. But once he gets to that outside shoulder, he has pretty active hands as a pass rusher. And he does a solid job getting to a rip move or trying to employ a spin move. And again, those hands, man, they carry some pop. And that's also when he is rushing a passer. He's going to be stronger than some edge rushers when he can align on the edge in passing situations, but that's not the only way you can use him as a pass rusher. Is it because, I mean, you want to talk about him as a penetrator or him as a twist or him on the delayed blitz. He had a lot of effective plays. He was pretty damn good in those situations as well in college. Yeah. I did like his timing as a delayed blitzer. Yeah. He is a smart, instinctive linebacker uh, that, that shows up in his run defense and in his pass rush. Yeah. Th there was one play against, I believe it was Houston in the, AAC championship where yeah, he comes on a blitz, but he waits until I believe the center kind of occupies himself with a double team with the right guard. And then he just comes flying into the backfield and he gets the pressure. I, I don't recall if he got the sack or not, but he definitely forced the timing of the play to be way off. Uh, quarterback just kind of had to hurl the ball. So yeah, he didn't get the sack. <laughs> quarterback had to hurl the ball and it, it really kind of blew the play up because the rest of the pass rushers were pretty well accounted for, but he got the free run right into the quarterback's face. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. He had a play similar to that against Notre Dame. And this was excellent scheming on this play. He was aligned to the weak side. If I could break it down real quick, there was a three technique that was just inside of him. And then there was a one technique to the backside of this play. So the three technique releases into the guard. The one technique releases outside to take the backside guard. And then 
number 41, another linebacker, blitzes into the A-gap to occupy the center. And Beavers just waits. He waits for all this to develop, and then he just shoots right through the A-gap. And by that time, the running back already discounted him from the blitz pickup and went to another location. And the reason he was discounted from the blitz pickup was because of the patience used by Darian Beavers. And what happened? This was on the goal line for Notre Dame. He gets right into the quarterback's face. Quarterback throws a pass intercepted by Sauce Gardner. So you want to talk about leadership and knowing your role and understanding how to use timing and patience to your advantage and something as nuanced as blitzing, which is something we're going to see a whole lot in Wink Martindale's scheme. Darian Beavers can really have an impact in that area. And this is somebody that you got late in the draft. Yeah. I think we were all surprised when Beavers was available that late. Like there were, Quite a few people we we both know we both ex- we both respect who had him as a day two pick you know a solid third round pick and yeah you know, that was rich for my blood just because of his space play which we'll we'll get to but when you get a guy that late you know the hundred and eighty second pick and you have a way in which you can use him he fits in with your de- defensive philosophy. In this case, it's defensive. Otherwise, yeah, for an offensive player, offensive philosophy, whatever. But who fits in with your, with the unit's philosophy, where you can work him onto the field, and he could even have a good chance for development and to make a contribution as a rookie. Yeah, that is potentially a great pick. Yes, potentially a great pick. And Chris, if you would have told me that the Giants drafted him in the fourth round, I would have been like, okay, that's that's solid right there. And he ends up going at pick 182 in the sixth round, last pick for them. So I think that is a value, and I would agree. I thought the day two talk was pretty rich just because of the limited amount of space. But I also thought he was somewhat of a niche player in the sense that he would fit well with teams – that have the New England type of defensive philosophy. So I, I mean, I think we talked about this when we brought Darian Beavers up on previous podcasts. The New England Patriots, I feel like, would have loved Darian Beavers in the sense that he can execute similar roles to like a poor man's Donta Hightower. I think maybe the Las Vegas Raiders right now with Patrick Graham, I think Beavers could fit into that system because you can align him on the line of scrimmage. You can align him on the edge. You can align him at any of those linebacker spots. So I thought teams like that would have had interest in him. And the fact that the Giants still got him and Wink Martindale doesn't necessarily fall into the same type of defensive structure as someone like Bill Belichick, but I still think there is a role for him here if he can crack the roster, which isn't a certainty, but I do believe in the kid enough to believe that he has a chance to crack the 53. Yeah, you kind of have to imagine that Beavers is going to be in competition with Mike McFadden, Carter Coughlin, Cam Brown for that kind of... uh, downhill linebacker role a guy who can play off ball but is also going to be doing a lot of blitzing you know maybe as a second or third wave pass rusher a guy who comes on the field in you know obvious passing situations with beavers i think you could expand that to be also obvious run situations as well just based on his size how well he deals with blockers how well he plays downfield you know i I don't know if you would have him on the field in situations where you're dropping eight guys into coverage. 
Yeah, that's where it gets really interesting. I don't I don't think so either because you look at the Giants roster right now and you need three pass rushers. It's easily Leonard Williams, Kayvon Thibodeau, and then Aziz Ojolari, I would say, are probably the three that you're going to want on the field unless you want to do something specific, which is going to take a lot of these other players off the field if you are dropping eight into coverage. But you look at the depth chart right now, if we're just going to talk about Darian Beaver's chance to make the 53-man roster, I think you brought up Cam Brown, but he has that special teams edge. Carter Coughlin, he can play special teams. I think Beavers can also do that. Then you have Justin Hilliard and TJ Brunson, which I feel like Beavers has the inside track on both of those players. So is there a realistic shot for Beavers to make the roster, and will he have a role on this defense? I think the answer to the latter question is yes. I think Wink Martindale can easily get something out of a player with this guy's size, this guy's physicality, and this guy's mental processing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think he is a player that Giants want to keep around. You, know, you, you don't want to expose him to the waiver wire because he could be a guy they, they're they looking at as a pot- potential heir to Blake Martinez. You know, Martinez is not going to be around forever. He's not going to be a long-term solution for the Mike linebacker role. And if the Giants could get a six-round pick and potentially develop him as a Mike linebacker or – you know, even just as a starting Sam linebacker, yeah, that is a player they're going to want to make sure they have the opportunity to work with and develop and not potentially have him flash in preseason, then have to cut him for a numbers game and have him wind up out on the Raiders or in New England because, you know, the Giants got cute like the Steelers did with Quincy Roche. Oh, they have the Steelers more than likely regret that Quincy Roche decision. And another aspect that goes to Darian Beavers, yes, he struggles with dropping into coverage, but the fact that he can be used on the line of scrimmage and in a variety of different ways, I think that's going to really assist a lot of these players who are fringe players to make the roster in making the roster. I think versatility is going to be so key on offense and defense, but maybe even a little bit more specifically on defense because we've seen Wink Martindale do so much unique stuff with his defense when he was in Baltimore the personnel packages that he would employ it's a little bit unconventional you're not going to see a lot of base defense all right you're going to see a lot of multiple linebackers you're going to see a lot of multiple edges out there a lot of multiple outside linebackers a lot of defensive packages with a ton of secondary pieces just littered throughout so and I also like the point that you brought up about Blake Martinez we got to start thinking long term here is Tay Crowder really a long-term answer at linebacker Blake Martinez more than likely isn't. Does Tay Crowder? Probably not. I like Michael McFadden a lot. I think he can, he has a, even an inside edge on someone like a Darian Beavers, but you're going to need multiple linebackers here. And the fact that the Giants made the decision to not allow Darian Beavers to get to the seventh round or get to UDFA says something about the interest level that they have in this player. Yeah, he is, he is a guy they at least want to try with. You know, they wanted to make sure they were able to get him. You know, there, were, there was a whole lot of picks between 182 and the end of the draft. You know, there's, what, another 74 picks, I believe? So yeah. they didn't want to give the rest of the NFL 74 chances to take him and then even risk somebody recruiting him in undrafted free agency. Yeah, the... I kind of feel like with the sixth and seventh rounds, those are the picks you use on players that you definitely want and would be the highest priority UDFAs, and you don't want to take a chance on not getting them. Absolutely, and this was the last pick that they made, and they were probably happy that he was still sitting there for them. Now, one random question before we get out of here, Chris, about Darian Beavers, because I brought up how he 
showed up at the combine at 237. He does not look like he is 237 pounds when, when he is playing out there. What do you think his weight is? What do you think his play weight is? Because I'm, I'm thinking it's more closer to like 250. Yeah, I was going to say somewhere around 245 or so. He he definitely looks thick out there, and it's not just his pads. I don't mean that to say he was carrying bad weight, but he definitely lost weight to perform at the Combine. And I have to be honest, I did not see his, you know, a 36-and-a-half-inch vertical or a 10-5 broad jump or a definitely did not see a 6-9-1-3 cone from him on the field. You know, I think his 4.740, that is, I think, closer to his play speed. You know, maybe somewhere between a 4.7 and a 4.8. You know, because out there, I you talked about it before, if you had to get him from the backside of the play over to the sideline, you know, he's going to struggle to do that. And I noticed when he was out there playing in space, playing in coverage, he just wasn't fluid. You know, the the feeling I got, the kind, the kind of sense I got watching him try to open his hips, turn and run with players, move in, navigate coverage zones was kind of like, uh, do you remember the 1989 Batman film, the Tim Burton one with Michael Keaton as Batman? I probably did not see that. Oh man. Well, well definitely. You definitely <laughs> have to catch the ni- Batman 1989. Cause that, that is a classic Jack Nicholson is the Joker role. He was born to play. It was fantastic. But anyway, the, the bat suit in that movie was so so stiff it was all formed rubber and michael keaton could not move his head he had to bodily turn if he wanted to look around and that's kind of the feeling i got watching darian beavers move in space where he really couldn't open his hips he couldn't you know move fluidly he had to make an effort to turn and that also often came with a whole lot of skipping steps and you know that i think if he gets if he gets forced into man coverage with a decent NFL tight end or a decent or athletic running back, he's going to struggle. And that's kind of what we've been talking about through the whole podcast with his play in space. However, you get one of those guys trying to block him coming downhill. They're going to have a tough time. Yes. And this is also somebody who was recruited as a safety when he went to UConn. And then he put on like almost a hundred pounds, converted himself to, to be a, a linebacker. And then he made the switch from UConn over to Cincinnati and hit the ground running and had pretty immediate success. I mean, he was second team, all AAC in 2020. And then last season, he was a Dick Puck as award finalist. One of the team leaders on a really, really stout defense was first team, all AAC. So, He's kind of new to being this big, and he was also listed at 255 pounds on Cincinnati's website, but you know, you can't always trust that, but it does look like he is probably teetering towards that weight rather than a 237-pound linebacker. But all in all, getting this player at the back end of the sixth round, I feel like is a complete win for the New York Giants. I feel like it's a good value, and I feel like he can fit into what Wink Martindale wants to do. Wink Martindale is a good enough coach to find a role that will maximize Darian Beaver's skill set and then limit the liability that he could be in certain aspects of his game, specifically when he's dropping back into coverage and man coverage. Yeah, definitely. And, And while he's kind of learning that role, learning the defense, I think he also definitely has a role on special teams because he's got great competitive toughness. He's got great discipline. So you put him, put him on a kick coverage team. He's going to maintain that lane, that lane discipline, and he is going to fly down the field 
And if a ball carrier gets in his way, yeah, that he's going to arrive with bad intentions. Bad intentions. And he has 724 snaps in his five seasons at UConn and Cincinnati playing special teams. And he even played 81 snaps last season as one of the best players on the team, which says something because a lot of players in college won't play special teams when if they don't really have to towards the senior season. And this was obviously Beavers' senior season. So, Chris, anything else on Darian Beavers from the University of Cincinnati? Now, I, I think we've covered him pretty well. Awesome. All righty, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Chris and Nick show on Big Blue View Radio. Please like, subscribe, leave a comment. I haven't seen a comment since March on this podcast stream. Ed's doing a lot of great stuff. We try to do a solid job right here on the Chris and Nick show. So please leave a comment. It takes like five seconds to do. And then also head on over to BigBlueView.com. We have extensive coverage of Giants minicamp and everything New York football Giants. So please take care of each other and have a great day. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.